Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Tulare Community Church. Morning. Love all of you with the love of Jesus Christ to the extent that I can. Today's message is an easy one to speak. It's very simple and straightforward. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, born of the Virgin Mary, lived to show us what God wants us to do with our lives. And then to vindicate himself and validate everything that he had ever said and did in his walk on this earth, he died on the cross and rose again three days later. What he asked of us was to believe. To believe and to follow. And in the following, it's being like. It's, it's, not like um, it's not like walking out in the field as I did when I was a very young boy with a dog behind me. Wherever I would go, my dog Fritzy would go. Fritzy was just there to see what was happening. That's not following Jesus in the way that Jesus wants us to follow. He wants us to pitch in, to get our hands dirty, to get into dangerous situations, to make ourselves knowledgeable of the Scriptures and to apply them to our lives and our ministries. This is what life is about. This is what we are supposed to be doing with our lives that he has given us so graciously. It was early in Christendom. You know, Christendom really started around 33, 34 A.D., maybe as late as 35. James, the brother of Jesus, writes this book because there was already trouble in the church. It wasn't 10, 15 years down the road from Jesus' walk on, on the earth and the apostles' ministry going out into all corners of the known world at that time that people began to be lax. People began to believe other things. People began to fight with one another. People began to quarrel and separate People began to question, well, why in the world are we not the number one people group in the world? Why aren't the Christians, when we serve and believe in the only God that exists, and that he is fantastically powerful and majestic and glorified, why in the world do his people suffer so much? Why, if I trust in Jesus, do bad things come to me? 
Well, James told them. James, the, the leader of the council and the church in Jerusalem, not the apostle James, but James, the brother of Jesus. He was leader of the church in Jerusalem for 47, 48 through 49, maybe 50 A.D. And he was martyred. This is what he wrote in James in the Bible. This is on page uh, 1880, 1880 in your pew Bible, if you want to get that really quickly. It comes uh, just after Hebrews and before Peter. Another thing that was taking place was that many followers of Jesus were losing heart with the troubles that they were in. We've discussed it many times. They were the, the smallest and the weakest and the, the, the least provided for group of people in these metropoli that uh, the gospel was spreading into. Let's pray a second. Heavenly Father, for this passage from James, we pray that you will open it in a special way by your Holy Spirit. Help us to understand and take it in and apply it to our lives in a way that is way beyond the capability of our human nature. We pray that we will give you glory and thanks and praise for this passage. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. James 1, the second verse through the fourth verse, says this. Consider it pure joy. Pure joy, that joy, that's that that feeling of rightness, that that, uh, fulfilled feeling, the feeling of security, the feeling that all is well, And it goes deep, and it has trust involved with it. Trust in God, belief, and all of those things are tied up in that joy. Consider it pure joy, no adulteration whatsoever. Pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. The trials, that's... In the in the the Greek is paramos. It's evil happenings. Is the translation of that word? When evil happenings come your way of all different kinds, and it does not matter, brothers and sisters. James says brothers, and he he means everybody is included in that. In that. Consider it pure joy when you suffer in any way, whether you bring it on yourself or not. Whether it is an activity of Satan or whether it's a test from the Lord, doesn't matter. Consider it pure joy. Why in the world would we do that? 
Well, this is what he has to say. Because you know. Do you know? Do you know what the word of the Lord is? Do you know that he's with you? Do you know that he's there to comfort you? Do you know that he's there to guide you? Do you know that he's there to teach you? You ought to know. James considered that they do know. Because of the preaching, because of the teaching, because of the fellowship, because of the mission works. Everything that is going on in their Christian lives. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Not, Not able to just withstand the troubles. It's the faith that the perseverance is relating to. The troubles come our way, all kinds of troubles, at many different times, in different many ways, and all of that kind of stuff, so that it will deepen and make steadfast our faith. I like what Ryan said. Well, this, I'll paraphrase his words. This is going to make me more faithful. What a horrible thing to happen to a young man. But he comes out of it with this beautiful attitude that is, is wrapped up with his faith, his trust in God. Talk to him this week. He's upbeat. He says, this, this is going to somehow... Somehow, I don't know, but I trust that somehow this is going to work out for my betterment. Is that how you feel? About the small stuff and the big stuff? Sometimes, brothers and sisters, I know it's tougher to deal with the small stuff. Those irritations, but those are sent to deepen your faith, to make steadfast, so that nothing can take away your faith in Jesus Christ who gave his life on the cross to save you unto everlasting life. That's what God does with trials, no matter where they come from. So we should never, one thing we should never do is judge another person because they're going through trials. Because they're the ones that are experiencing the joy. And if we're judging, there's no joy there, for sure. Verse 4, perseverance, steadfastness, must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Again, related to faith. Not perfect in your activities, not sinlessness. Remember, there's two perspectives about sin in our lives. There's our own perspective about ourself, 
And that is that we are sinners saved by grace. We do not deserve salvation from Christ, but we get it anyway because he loves us. Then, so that should humble us, right? That, that should humble us. I'm, I'm a sinner. I believe I'm the chief sinner. It's true. So that humbles me. That ought to humble us. Our perspective of ourselves ought to humble us. But then there's God's perspective, and that is the perspective through Jesus, his Son, full of love and acceptance and provision. He does not see our sin. He doesn't see our sin. He loves what he sees when he looks at us. That's God's perspective. The reason why is that Jesus' blood took away all of the sin. In that, we glory and are filled with joy. So we can and should be at the very same time Humble, yet filled with joy, even in the face of trials, evil happenings. We've got this marvelous setup up here. Rhonda, after the service, I'd like to have you take your phone out. I I know you must have yours. And take a picture of this and email it to Lisa so that Brody can see it. My little grandson loves cones. I think he even sleeps with a cone. And he builds work sites. He's three years old. He builds work sites with cones and then drives his trucks and cars and all that kind of stuff. The devil does not want us to see this this way. The devil wants us to be full of fear, fearful of the cones, fearful of where there may be danger. He particularly points out danger and says, you know what's smart. You're a smart person, don't go there. And he tells you when you're in trouble, when bad things, evil happenings happen to you, it's because of your sin. It's because you're bad and not good enough and undeserving. He's right, but remember what I said. It's only a half-truth. We get it anyway because of the love of God. So step out. Step out in faith. Faith does. Faith does stuff. It does the stuff that Jesus did. That's what James is saying here. I've got a real example in my life. I just, I just want to share with you for a second about my wife, Linda. Now, she came down with complete kidney failure. I mean complete. She's on dialysis to save her life. She's two weeks away from death all the time. Every day she has to do dialysis, seven days a week, 
24 hours a day. Right now, she has fluid in her abdomen doing dialysis. She has to be on the machine in the morning. She has to be on the machine in the afternoon. She has to be on a machine for 10 to 12 hours all night long, every night, seven days a week. And I just jotted down a few things. As she said, this is not going to get to me. I am not going to change my life because I have Jesus. I just jot a few things down here. This is what Linda does with her week. She's a reaching higher leader. She's a Sunday school teacher here at TCC. She's in the choir. She belongs to Bible study fellowship. She comes to the Tulare Community Church's women's Bible study. She volunteers at used treasures one or two days a week. She cooks food for us and her 93-year-old father and cleans his house every week. She does errands and takes food for my 98-year-old stepmother, and she puts up with me. (laughs) Faith does. I am telling you, it blows my mind. All of those things are in one way or another a ministry. Take a look at where your faith is, how deep, how complete. That's what troubles have been doing for you because God is on your side. Take a look back, everybody. Look back in your life. You ought to be able to understand that you are greater in faith now than you were years before. You have God to thank for it, and it's probably been through adversity that your faith has been deepened. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Join me in prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm telling you, We need your help in this issue. We need you to fill our hearts with faith and trust and joy when trouble comes our way. Many of our families in the church are going through difficulties, some some drastic difficulties right now. Help us to be joyful and glad in our relation to you for these things, for they bring perseverance, steadfastness of our faiths, which save us unto eternal life through the grace of Jesus Christ our Lord. We pray it in his name. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about the ministries and mission of Tulare Community Church, visit us at tccalive.org.